Hello, this is episode 10 of season one. This season has been all about what matters most when designing your new home or renovation. And in this episode, we're talking all about storage. So looking at how great storage can create great spaciousness in your home. And I'll be showing you how. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together, we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Most homeowners that I speak to dream of a home that feels spacious and peaceful and calm. And when thinking about creating spaciousness, look, many homeowners fall into the trap of thinking that bigger is better. But I'll tell you now, there are other ways to achieve spaciousness, much more affordable and more impactful ways than just making your home larger. In the last two episodes, I shared with you two significant ways that you can create spaciousness in your home. Firstly, by using volume, and then secondly, by using light. And we talked about both natural and electrical light. These two episodes, plus the one that I'm in now, and then the next one, these are your four-part toolkit to creating spaciousness in your home. Seriously, these four tools, they can be used in any design, even the most compact of homes, for really great effect. In this podcast, I'm going to be taking you through storage and I'll share how storage solutions can be designed and used to create spaciousness in your home. Now, remember, when we're talking about spaciousness, we're not only talking about the sense of physical space in a home. We're also talking about the spaciousness that comes about through peace and calm, that mental and emotional spaciousness that can really come from your home when you get the design right. One thing I know for sure is this. Creating a spacious home starts with the design, not the size. And I tell you this because this can be a great relief for some homeowners to hear. You know, I think if your family is anything like mine, you will wonder where that 20 minutes goes between yelling, okay, everyone in the car, and actually driving out your driveway. That last minute scramble for bags and shoes and keys and sunglasses and phones and wallets and all the other bits and pieces and items that we need for our day. The reason that design is so powerful is because when we design our homes, we can actually do it in a way to support ourselves and our lifestyles all of the time, especially at these really hectic moments in our day that test the sense of calm in a family home. And this can do wonders for how we feel and how spacious our homes feel. This means to design in the means to feel organised and in control in our homes which then helps our homes feel more peaceful and calm and it helps us and our families feel peaceful and calm too. We can streamline many daily activities and tasks that can be a huge source of stress in our lives and we can do that through the design of our homes and knowing what will work up front before we get going on our design, be it a new or renovated home, it can make a really big difference. So do you think I'm going to talk about decluttering and living with less? Look, certainly creating spaciousness can firstly mean decluttering everything from your home that is not necessary or, in the famous words of Marie Kondo, doesn't spark joy. 
I actually remember hearing Veronica Morgan from Location, Location, Location Australia speak at an event, and she cited good storage as one of the top 10 things to look for when you're buying a property. Veronica actually said that a lot of people move home to gain more storage, which makes sense because as our families grow and change, we actually have more physical things and belongings to support that change. And so we need more space to store all of the stuff and it needs to be different types of space too. But I'll be honest, if all you're doing is buying, building or extending more space just so you can fill it with more things, it's really not going to be a great way to create spaciousness or a sense of peace and calm. So certainly creating spaciousness can firstly mean decluttering. However, in my experience of working with clients, it doesn't have to be hardcore or choosing to be a minimalist or conmarrying your home. This is also about creating great storage and not just in the size and amount it will contain. Storage solutions can help to improve our management of everyday tasks. They can bring organisation to your home, to your family and to you. And that brings spaciousness to your life because it frees up the energy to focus on the things that you actually need energy for. It can be as simple as creating a place for everything and then designing that place or space to suit the item it will store. More significantly, though, it's the streamlining of daily routines that brings an everyday convenience and organisation to our lives. It's that ability to move in and around and out of our homes simply, whilst getting access to what you need and not having to think much or mentally engage much with how, how you need to access it or where it's kept. And it's about the other people in your home being able to do this as well. If you're renovating or building a new home, this can be pivotal in really changing the way that you live and in creating a spacious home. So I've got three specific design inclusions or areas to really think about well and to consider when renovating or building your home. And I'm also going to take you through some general tips that I have just to think about the strategies for storage overall and how you're going to design it for your home. So let's dive in. The three design inclusions I'm going to review are number one, utilising stairs. Number two, the home command station, which I'll explain more about. And then number three, the kid management zone. And that's for the big kids in your house as much as the little kids. So our first design inclusion is utilising stairs. Now, your stairs can be powerful objects in your home and we often forget and we just detail them as a means to get from one floor to another or one level to another, but they can do so much more. They can bring bucket loads of natural light from above down into our lower floor. They can be places to sit and to enjoy and they can actually be almost like another little room or space in your home. And they can be brilliant storage zones with understair cupboards or study nooks or shelving. And it's this last item that I really want you to consider when designing storage for your home. Look, at its most basic level, a staircase can have just a general storage cupboard in underneath it to put bigger items in. From there, though, the sky is the limit and, of course, your budget. So you can create study nooks tucked under your stairs. You can create little lounge seats with drawers below them to keep things in. You can create bookshelves or wine cellars or even shoe storage. If you head to this episode's blog, and the link will be in the show notes, I'll have a a link there which will take you to the Undercover Architect Pinterest board because there I regularly pin images of projects doing great things with understair storage and stair design. And they may give you some really great ideas for your place that you possibly hadn't thought was possible before. 
And yes, this will cost more than your bog standard staircase. But if you're creating a compact home where every square centimetre counts, then consider some extra spend on your staircase a great investment in maximising all of the space that's available to you rather than just having dead space in part of your home underneath a staircase. Now, some tips to get it right when it comes to utilising stairs. I really recommend that you design these ideas in at a concept design stage, so upfront as early as possible, or that you brief your designer about what you want upfront. Because when you're creating a home design for a new renovation or a new home that's two stories or needs stairs to get from one level to another, the staircase design itself can actually be quite pivotal in the overall layout and the size and the shape of the home overall. And so it can actually be hard when you design the stairs one way to get the whole design to work, then to retrospectively come back and add these extra storage features into a staircase uh, after the design's been locked down. And the stair design itself may prevent it. Another tip is to get good costing information against the building work required to achieve this too. So there's no nasty surprises. Often stairs just have an allowance put against them in building quotes and in contracts. And if the allowance isn't adequate, then it's going to pinch you later on. So just be aware of that when you're working things out for your costings. Consider too how any storage solutions around staircases will look as you move around your home and around your stairs. You know, if your stairs are a centrepiece in your home and you're moving around them on a regular basis, having a door just in the side of them, it could actually look like a poorly designed afterthought. Now, design inclusion number two is the home command station. And this is a name that I have for the place that you dump sorry, I mean place carefully, all those everyday items that can immediately clutter any organised area of your home. It's the piles of mail that go at the end of the kitchen bench or the school newsletters that just get buried in a big bowl in the middle of the dining table underneath the car keys. Look, usually these are the things that actually need to be close at hand to grab conveniently, but tucked out of sight in an ordered fashion so you don't feel chaos sort of impinging on the spaces of your home. Other items will be the bills that need to be paid or filed. There'll be the charging station for all of your many devices, car and house keys, sunglasses. There'll be other things that you grab daily in life with kids like sun cream or band-aids. I don't know about you. My kids have such a thing for band-aids. They just go through them at a rate of knots. Um, so, And in my projects, I will often create a dedicated zone for all of these types of things, either within or adjacent to the kitchen. You know, it can be as simple as a cupboard with a few shelves inside it and PowerPoints then in the back of it so that you've got somewhere out of the way that you can close the doors on that you can plug all of your devices into. Or you could actually have something more elaborate, such as a study nook that's near the kitchen or near the entry of your home that's actually the dedicated place for these things. The trick is actually just remembering that we have these items, they exist and they get used on a daily basis and creating a dedicated storage zone for them will help you keep them organised and it'll help keep yourself organised when you need to lay your hands on them quickly. So some tips to get it right when it comes to these home command stations. The first tip is to think about whether you actually want a dedicated study zone near your kitchen or in a hallway near your living spaces because this can double as this home command station. 
A lot of families that I work with, particularly with older children who are regularly using computers, they actually like to supervise this computer use outside of bedrooms. So even with all the devices that we have available these days and iPads and tablets and things like that, a lot of families will still like to have access to a desktop computer with a printer attached to it and have somewhere central in the house for this to be that's outside of a room so that they can supervise use or they can be at it and keep an eye on what's going on in the rest of the house. Think about, too, what power you're going to need, you know, and the required power outlets because these storage zones, these home command stations, they can actually be great places to dedicate to all of your charging needs for your devices and having all of the cords and the paraphernalia in one place. It can also be really good to have a notice board or chalkboard or whiteboard or a combination of these things to use to like jot down a running shopping list or to pin school notices and the canteen price list to emergency numbers for the babysitter, for example. You know, I find that the fridge door gets really cluttered and crowded um, and you can lose these kind of important and regularly needed notes. But if you've got a home command station with the ability to have these things up permanently that feels organised and tidy, you'll always know where to lay your hands on them. Design inclusion number three is the kid management zone, which is what I like to call it. And anyone who has children will know how much mess they can generate. And as I said before, anyone who's uh, tried to work out where that time goes between yelling, kids, we're leaving, and actually being in the car driving out of your driveway, look, you'll know that storage here can really streamline those rushed departures. Consider creating a dedicated storage zone actually near the exit of your home. This could be near or inside your garage or near your front or your back doors, but tucked out of sight so that you can keep it neat and tidy, or it could even be near your kitchen. You could use this zone to create organised storage for things like school bags, the shoes that are regularly used, sporting gear that's currently in season, library bags, a homework tray. And some tips that I have to get it right when you're thinking about designing these kid management zones. Look, if you're building this in from scratch in a new home or you're adding it to your existing home during a renovation, you can actually create one zone or locker, if you like, per person in the house. A little whiteboard or a weekly timetable can be put in there to remind each person what items are required each day. Uh, And it can also include prompts such as, you know, get out your notes, homework and lunchbox. So this can really help with kids being independent and autonomous in getting what they need each day. And it's not foolproof, but it certainly does help. And if you know these kinds of things up front, it can often be tricky if you're designing a house and you've got little kids that haven't started school yet and you don't really know how to anticipate for what you're going to need when they're at school and heading into primary school and high school, you know, knowing these kinds of things up front can be really helpful so you can design them in now. Another tip that I've got is that uh, what I'm seeing these days is that this type of storage is actually being put into a space that's called a mudroom. Now, mudrooms are traditionally a wet room entry into a home where muddy boots and coats or even snow gear is dropped off before coming in. It's very common in American and European homes. And it also creates that airlock into the home where particularly in colder climates, you know, you can't, you arrive in in this sort of mudroom space, you kick off your shoes, your coats, all of that stuff, hang it all up. And then you close that off and you enter another door into the house where it's warm and toasty and, you know, comfortable and it hasn't been compromised by you walking straight in. 
But what I'm actually saying is that it's a great concept that a lot of uh, families are now putting into their homes, particularly adjacent to laundries, and thinking about how they can use it as this kid management zone overall for the coming and going every day from their home. Now, I've got some general tips now about how to get it right and create spaciousness with great storage. And there's five of you to consider when designing your new home or renovation. So let's go through them one by one. Now, the first tip is that when it comes to storage, any planning, researching and detail understanding that you spend your time on before you design, it will seriously be so worthwhile. It may feel time consuming and it may feel far too detailed or even a little bit weird and compulsive, but storage and the lack of it or the incorrect design of it, it will frustrate you so much in the long-term use and convenience of your home. Honestly, it's the stuff I hear homeowners saying, I wish I'd allowed for this, or I'd wish I'd known we were going to need this, or I'd wish that we'd done this differently. So take your time, do your research. Tip number two is to mentally rehearse the process of arriving and departing from your home on both weekdays and weekends. So chances are there'll be different requirements, there'll be different activities, and there'll be different demands. How can storage solutions assist with streamlining your departure and arrival and prevent that dumping that happens when you walk in the door? You know, this is so that no matter when you walk in or who you walk in with, your home always looks together and creates that immediate sense of welcome and of calm. Tip number three is to size storage for its purpose. So I'm going to get into this so much more in more detail in season two of this podcast, which is coming up in a couple of episodes. But to begin with, I just want you to really examine what you own and what needs to be stored in your home. You'd be amazed how many people don't do this and they design something because they think it's going to look good or it's in fashion and then they don't know what they're actually then going to put in that thing. So I knew an interior designer once who, before they started designing their own home, she was married to an architect. They actually measured the size and the shape and volume of everything that they owned. And then they sort of did some research on what the the stuff that they thought they'd need to acquire as their kids got older. So that then informed the type of linen storage that she'd need, how big the kitchen was going to be, how many lineal meters of cupboards that she need. You know, it may sound kind of full on. And you may not need to go to this level of detail, honestly, but once you actually start to analyze and look at your belongings, you'll soon realize that, you know, your, for example, your linen storage will need to accommodate different things, sheets and towels that are regularly needed, for example, but then you might have blankets that are only needed during colder months. And then you might have guest linen that only gets used at certain times. And so these things will need different types of storage. They may even be need, need to be located in different parts of your home. And if you're designing something, knowing that upfront, you can be so much more intentional in how you create space for it. Now, tip number four is to consider who needs to access the storage and who doesn't. You know, will access only need to be physical or will it need to be visual as well? Will you need to be able to see what's inside the storage or do you just need to be able to open up and get to it? And how does that determine the size and the height and the location of your storage? When you think about the objects that you own and how they're going to be stored in your home, this will really help you design the best storage for them. 
Tip number five is to consider if you need to build in the flexibility to change the storage over time. I hear a lot of people say, oh, look, in 10 years' time, I'm going to have to replace the kitchen and I'm going to have to replace all the robes. And it's, you know, it's not really necessary. If you build it well in the first place, you choose decent quality materials and then you design with flexibility in mind, you don't need to do complete rip out, replace. You can just adjust. And you'd be surprised in a home how fast 10 years goes. So, Look at, uh, for example, the robes in your kids' rooms. If you've got very little children, they'll have different requirements to those of teens, for example. So babies and small children, they generally have obviously much shorter hanging space. They generally don't need a lot of hanging space. They'll have more shelves and drawers. But teenagers and older kids, they will. They'll have longer hanging space requirements and they'll have a different robe arrangement. So if you're creating your forever home, how can you create your storage design now to build in the flexibility for later change and just have a think about that. So those five tips again, just to summarise, number one is to take your time with planning and researching your storage requirements and design. Number two is to mentally rehearse arriving and leaving your home each day and then design storage solutions to streamline that process. Number three is to size storage for its purpose and what it's containing. Number four is to consider who does or doesn't need to access the storage and whether it needs to be visual or physical access or both. And then number five is to build in flexibility to change the storage over time if required. Planning and customising your storage and spaces, it may take some time and effort and additional cost when transforming or creating your home. However, that idea of a place for everything and everything in its place relies on firstly having some intention about the things that you store in your home and then secondly creating the place to store them properly. And when this is done to suit the items and it's sized appropriately, it can actually reduce your overall space requirements in your home, which is then means that you're building less and you're spending less money on doing it. Seriously, when we think about all the things that our home needs to contain to support family life, getting this right can be so pivotal in creating spaciousness in your home and your life. And it can make a wonderful difference to how uncluttered and organised your home feels, which in turn impacts how organised you feel and in control during the everyday tasks that you and your family need to execute. And this, this is what dramatically transforms how calm and peaceful your home feels. And It's that mental spaciousness that's so key to feeling great in your home and your home actually being a relaxing sanctuary for you and your family. Head to the website at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash spaciousness dash storage. I know that's a tricky URL to remember, so just head to the show notes and it'll be there. But I've got uh, some resources to really help you with tackling this in your design and the design of your storage. So make sure you check it out and there'll be links to some blogs uh, that are useful for you and also some images to inspire you for your project with ideas you may not have thought of. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me here at Get It Right with Undercover Architect. Now, if you've enjoyed listening, please head to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll be the first to know about new episodes and you'll also help others like you find out about this podcast. And to be honest, who doesn't need help when it comes to renovating and building? If you have friends or family planning their future homes, please share this podcast with them too. Remember to head to the Undercover Architect website at www.undercoverarchitect.com. There you can see more information on podcast topics and you can learn lots more about how to get it right. 
You can also access downloadable freebies, plus learn more about my online program and one-to-one services. This has been Amelia Lee, The Undercover Architect. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.